Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Lake Mount Young Adults Podcast. We are the Young Adults Ministry of Lake Mount Worship Center, and we are on a mission to connect young adults to the life-changing presence of Jesus Christ. We meet every Monday night at 7 p.m., and we'd love to have you join us. You can find more information on our socials, but in the meantime, we hope you enjoy the message for this week. Hey, welcome to the Lake Man Adults Podcast. I'm Lewis. I'm one of the leaders here, and we have another super special episode where we're going to interview someone who's um, a key part of this community. Um, and today I'm sitting here with my friend, Mrs. Abby Clattenburg. Hey, Lewis. Miss Abby. Uh, we have Abby here because she was, I mean, she brings a lot to the table um, and has an incredible story. So we just wanted to make sure we, um, yeah, got a chance to... Got her, get her on here to talk a bit about um, the Sarah Tapley Foundation and her story. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, which is so it's really exciting. But I want to introduce her to start. Um, Abby was a former young adults leader. She was a leader when I was here. Uh, I remember her running the events when we started. I remember the pierogies. Yes. The pierogies. The pierogies. Oh. That was a great event. Yeah. We still haven't topped it yet, but we got to do it again. Bring it back. Pierogi night. Pierogies for all. Yeah. Oh, that'd be insane. Um, she's also an incredible worship leader, crazy, crazy gifted. Um, yeah, just incredible. Um, and she is the communications director of the Sarah Tapley Foundation. Yes. Yeah. So thank we're you so for that glad. kind introduction. Thanks that was really kind. Here. Yeah. I'm so stoked to hear, and I, I have so many questions I wanna I wanna ask, and I'm excited to dive in with you. Um, but just to start. I want to talk to you about the Sarah Tapley Foundation. Tell us a bit about, yeah, what you guys do and how it came about. What's the story of the Sarah Tapley Foundation? Yeah, for sure. Um, So the Sarah Tapley Foundation was started in 2019 by Matt and Lisa Tapley, who just so happened to be my parents, which is pretty cool. (laughs) Um, So as a family, we walked through a journey with my younger sister, Sarah, who was sick with cancer and ended up passing away. And Mm -hmm. so through that uh, journey that our family went on, um, my parents, Matt and Lisa, felt like they had a knowledgeable level of um, support that they could bring to other people going through similar circumstances. Mm. Um, Yeah, like just families walking with... um, the critical illness of a child. So, yeah. uh, there's a lot of support that kind of goes like, um, unnoticed in a way. Cause it just is so regularly like a part of the journey. So, mm-hmm. um, things like parking passes at the hospital that adds up mm-hmm. so quickly really? or, um, like in hospital meals. Cause those aren't covered for parents. No. Um, if you're not like local to the hospital and you have to come in, then you have to usually stay over at a hotel. If you're bringing the whole family by, um, there's obviously like those costs, like, um, maintaining the home, like having the siblings being taken care of after school or, um, house cleaning services. Cause you're not able to be at home all the time. So, um, there's just a lot of additional costs that come with these journeys. Yeah. And so a big heart that we have at the Sarah Tapley foundation is to come alongside these families and support them in those practical ways so that they can focus their energy and attention on, um, their loved one who's getting better. So, right. yeah. That's incredible. Cause those are things that like, I, yeah, you would never think right. about things right. that that's wild. Yeah. Wow. And so, 
Um, how, what, what year did that start? How long have you been doing, uh, the foundation? Yeah. So, uh, the foundation was started in 2019 and Mm. I've been on staff for just over a year and a half now. So yeah, it's been amazing. amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So good. Have you had any amazing testimonies of God doing crazy things? Yeah, for sure. Tell us a bit about Um, that. Yeah, so we've been connected to a few different Canadian families. Um, One of the stories that um, is really exciting is we were able to partner with somebody that's actually part of our our church, Lake Mount. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's uh, Kaylee Duggan, who had a brain tumor that was relatively, like, in terms of the Canadian healthcare system, it was inoperable. And so um, they were referred to a specialist in the States who Mm -hmm. could operate, like, super high success rate. Um, But the surgery was going to cost, like, $150,000 or something crazy like that. Mm -hmm. So, um, the Sarah Tapley foundation was able to offer like, um, almost like a platform for raising funds for her to go and get that surgery. And all the funds were covered in like just under three weeks, which is insane. Like that's a huge miracle. Um, yeah. So she's like living and walking and healing now, which is so cool to see. Yeah. And, um, yeah, just different stories like that. We've been connected with, um, a family out East who like their baby was born with, um, some deformities that required them to be in the hospital for, I believe like just over the first year of her life. Mm -hmm. Um, and she was having surgery after surgery after surgery and then like complication after complication. So that just a really difficult ongoing journey with that family. Yeah. Um, and we were just able to come in and support them, um, so that the mom could just be with, be with the the baby and um help them with like some of the costs with their medication and stuff so mm-hmm. um to hear their testimony that like it alleviated weight and burden yeah. in a difficult journey like yeah that's what we exist for so it's incredible yeah and really cool testimony yeah it mm-hmm. sounds like a season in a family's life that could be really stressful really dark and mm-hmm. you know really really scary and mm-hmm. so that's, that's an incredible time to be, yeah, coming into someone's life and, you know, and, and just standing beside them. That's huge. For sure. It's definitely an honor to be yeah. able to be with them and just say, like, we see you, we see what you're going through, mm-hmm. but we also want to make sure that, like, you're being taken care of as a yes. whole family yeah. and that you're able to focus your care and attention on um you know, like even being able to provide them resources for counseling and things of like, please right. take care of yourself too. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. And so if you don't mind me asking, um, I wonder, and I'm curious, how has your story and your, your, what you've been through and what you've walked through, how has mm-hmm. that informed, uh, the work that you do now and, yeah, and the incredible things that God is doing through through you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's it feels kind of surreal to be in the place that I am now, where one of the darkest, if not the darkest, season of my life, mm-hmm. where um, I just felt like at so many points in that journey with my sister being sick and then passing away, like how could God ever redeem this? Mm-hmm. And how could God take this brokenness and ever make it beautiful? Cause, um, 
you know, that's a promise that we have in scripture that he'll yeah. turn ashes into beauty. Yeah, that's right. And so that was just a prayer and a constant question on my heart for the Lord of like, how? I just don't get it. Like, I trust that that's who you are and that you can do it. But you just feel that, that brokenness and that grief and that yeah. weight where you're like, good luck, I guess. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, yeah. So to, to be able to kind of put myself in the position where, um, you know, I'm working with these families where I can put myself back in the mindset and heart of hmm. what did I need and what, yeah. what did I feel was lost on me as a sibling of somebody who is critically ill? Um, and then try to like exercise in a place where, um, yeah, where I experienced those things and now be able to give that away of like, um, mm-hmm. here's something I, I don't know exactly what you're going through, but I have an understanding of what it feels like to be in your position. And right. so, you know, um, there's a level of support that I can offer specifically the siblings, like as a yes. huge heart for the foundation, but also just yeah. as a sibling who's been through that. Um, it's a really beautiful redemptive place in my story where, um, I can be with these families. So yeah, it's huge. It's huge. Mm, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. And like, what an incredible part of, of your story too. Yeah. Thanks Lewis. <laughs> Sorry to make you dive into that on, no, on no. a Wednesday morning. Just jump right in. <laughs> yeah, Just... <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Both feet. Deep end. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> I love it. Thanks for being, um, <laughs> down to share that. I, yeah, yeah of course. I'm very thankful. Um, if you don't mind, mm-hmm continuing to follow on that um a few months ago we had a panel where levi who's our, our sound engineer for today what's up levi hey <laughs> um we we talked a bit about the theme of dealing with disappointment mm-hmm. with god mm-hmm. which i think all of us at some point of our walk with jesus have had to navigate in, right. in different ways right and i'm curious about your yeah, your your story and and specifically with that theme. How did you navigate feeling or or any feelings of disappointment with God, um, with the situation with Sarah and mm-hmm. yeah, like how did you how were you able to walk through a season with with Jesus right like that? That's a good question. Um... Yeah, I feel like um, to kind of bring it back to the beginning when yeah. when my parents sat us all down and they were like, okay, we have some some tough news. Like I, I can remember where I was on the couch in my house um, and they're like, okay, so Sarah is sick, like she's really sick. And I just remember that felt like like the earth just fell away from my feet. Like I just had no nothing to hold on to is kind of what it felt like of how could this be happening? And like, how could this be happening to Sarah or like, how could this be happening to our family? There's just so many questions swirling around in your heart and your mind when something like that happens. Um, huge disappointment. Cause you're like, um, life isn't supposed to look like this. Like, this is not what you imagine when you're no. 11. Like you're supposed to be trading your littlest pet shops with your friends like (laughs) that's the goal right yeah so um I remember feeling like that was the first point in my life where my faith really was tested Mm -hmm. um 
kind of like I was held to the fire a little bit and I, I genuinely believe that God like put a grace on me, but I, I made a vow to the Lord, um, sometime within that first week of, of knowing Sarah's diagnosis. And I just said, God, I choose to believe that you are who you say you are and who you reveal yourself to be in your word. And I choose to believe that every experience that I've had in your presence has been true and hasn't been false. And so, um, because I know who you are, because I've tasted and seen your goodness in my life, I'm going to get out on the other side of this better than when I went in. And I, I can only do that with you. So I vow that I'll be faithful to you through this Mm -hmm. process, no matter what. And I think that, um, I think that that vow that I made to the Lord really held me, um, in a constant place that no matter, um, what we were facing as a family or what disappointment was coming our way or yeah, just all the craziness that comes with those seasons. I was reminded of that vow of no matter how hard it is right now, I have tasted and seen God's goodness. And so right. just because maybe I don't feel like I'm doing that now, like maybe I'm not experiencing his presence or, mm. um, my experience is really contradicting who he reveals himself to be. Hmm. Um, I'm choosing to believe that he is who he says he is. And this experience isn't going to change who he is. Um, yeah. So I, I think that, um, that was a huge way for me that I navigated that disappointment was promising the Lord that I was going to, um, be faithful in following him and believe that he is who he says he is. And so I think that that's a huge key for, um, navigating disappointment is be determined about the character of God. And if there's any part of your heart, that's unsure, seek and find who he reveals himself to be in his word. Mm. Um, find yourself in his presence, find yourself in worship and in prayer. Um, because he will show himself as faithful and he Mm. will show himself as good and as healer. And that doesn't always look the way that we want it to. Um, but he is a God of redemption. That's right. And I, I also believe that God is generational too. Like there's things that I have had to plow through that I know that aren't just for me. Like I know that's for the generations coming after me. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I choose to believe that God has, you know, the master plan laid out of, yes. of my life too, right. but also my kid's life and mm-hmm. my grandkids and great grandkids of an amazing thought. Oh my goodness. Yeah. 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 Where it's like, I, he can redeem things that maybe even I've lost in my life and restore it to my children, but that'll only be if I stay the course. And so having that view of God of like, maybe it's tough now, just don't, don't give up hope on who he says he is, I guess. Yeah. 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 That's amazing. Was it, or were there moments at all that was difficult to be faithful and holding on to that vow, that belief in who God is. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, yeah, there's definitely moments where I was like close, you know, when you're just yeah. like, I just want to throw in the towel and yeah. I just, this is too hard. And um, I think that that is just a part of disappointment as well as you really yeah. have to wrestle out those questions and feelings and places in your heart where you're like, um, 
this is really difficult. Like it's not easy to face disappointment. It's not easy yeah. to face um, seasons of suffering or um, to be in a place of trial. Um, yeah, I feel like specifically for me, I felt like I needed to almost rededicate that place of faithfulness to the Lord when my sister had passed away mm. because that, you know, like when somebody's sick and you're praying for their healing, you're choosing to believe God's a healer. Yeah. And then when she didn't get healed, it's like, well, are you a healer? Are you good? Are you, um, are you a God of miracles? Cause you didn't do one here. Mm. Um, and we saw little miracles and healings along the way, which is beautiful. And I hold on to those. Um, but in that place where like, there's no way to reverse that, if that makes sense, there's no way for her to come back. There's no way for her to be healed on this side of eternity. Um, but knowing that she received her healing in eternity, um, but in that place where you're just sitting with the weight of that, like this is final. Um, it was definitely difficult to hold on to that vow and be like, you are who you say you are because it, you're angry when you're saying that, you know what I mean? Like God's character almost was offensive to me because you reveal yourself as good. You reveal yourself as healer. I see that in the word. I see that in my own life. I see that in the lives of people around me. But then in this situation, you, you didn't do that in the way that I wanted. Um, and so I remember having to almost like rededicate and say, I choose to believe because I had made that vow that this is the side of it I didn't want to come out on. Like, I didn't want this to be the result. But that's the reality that um, that we were and that we are living in as a family. And, um, yeah, I, I, that was tricky. That was really tricky to be like, yeah. I'm going to keep hoping. I'm going to keep believing. And that's been the best decision I've ever made in my life mm-hmm. is to keep believing. Um but also having that uh, view of God that our circumstances don't dictate who he is and who mm. he reveals himself to be. Wow. And so that was something I really had to keep in the forefront of my mind throughout every disappointment, every grief that comes along with grief. Yeah. And um, yeah, just, just knowing, okay, I'm not seeing it yet, but I will. And I'm sowing into a faith that's deeper than I can comprehend. But yeah. Mm. Um, I know what I'm going to receive is going to be worth all this sewing and all right. this disappointment. Yeah. That's incredible. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I literally just taking a minute to, to let that soak because it's, that's powerful. Thanks for sharing that. Um, I'm curious if you were to, be talking to someone who is in that season who's struggling to hold on Mm -hmm. to their belief and their faith in who God is because their circumstances feel so far away and separate what would you tell them um I would tell them to fight hard for their faith because that's a worthy fight Hmm. um I would tell them, um, yeah, I think disappointments can, can kind of have this tendency to, um, 
really define what side of faith we're on, like whether right. we choose to keep believing in God or mm-hmm. um, I think another side of it too is we can also um, have these defining moments in our faith where it's like we choose to believe a certain element of God's character in disappointment. Like we can choose, well, maybe he's not good or maybe he's not a healer. And then mm-hmm. we live like that. Um, and I would say fight hard for your faith, but fight for the fullness of who God is in your life. Yes. Not just like, I don't want just 25% of God because no. I'm jaded or right. I've gone through disappointment. Mm-hmm. I want the fullness of God, even if it offends me. Yeah. Like I want to experience his goodness, even when I haven't felt like he's been good. Yeah. And I want to see him heal other people, even though he didn't heal my sister. Hmm. And that can be really offensive sometimes, especially yeah. the closer you are to the event of disappointment. Yeah. Um, that's really angering and really sad and yeah. confusing. Um, but I would say trust the Lord and trust his heart to give him that too, because yeah. Um, he's not afraid of how we feel. And I think he really treasures that place of intimacy that we build with him when we say, I'm really mad at you. And that's not wrong. Like, I'm really mad that, um, this is what I'm facing and this is how it feels. And I'm seeing this blessing over here and this blessing over here. Um, and that's really hurting my heart. Um, so I would say fight, fight for the, the fullness of God, fight for, um, intimacy with the Lord, fight for the truth Hmm. of who God is. And I say like, get in your word, get into prayer, get into worship because God will show himself in those places. Um, I would say get a community around you that points you back to Mm. Jesus. Um, but that also walks with you through your pain, like find, uh, wise people in your life that don't want to camp out in your pain. Mm-hmm. Like we're not building a home in the valley. We're walking through it. Right. Come on. Um, or people that are going to rush you so fast. That God, like there's no opportunity for you to give your heart to God or even know what's in there. Yeah. But people that'll go, okay, today's just one step forward and that's okay because it's a step. Yeah. Uh, find those champions of your faith in your yes. life. Um, yeah, there's so many things I could say, but those are like no, some huge. of the things that come to mind first. Yeah. Yeah, cuz I think what you're mentioning there is is fighting unbelief, which sometimes mm-hmm. can come up and be tempting, especially Absolutely. the more it hurts. Absolutely. Know? Um and I love that you mentioned, you know, the the basics, worship, prayer, uh, the word and mm-hmm. community. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, any other strategies you'd recommend in terms of fighting the temptation of unbelief if and when it comes up? Um, yeah, good question. I would also just say, like, as you're developing that place of intimacy with the Lord in the midst of disappointment, inviting him to interpret how you feel wow. as well. So going, I'm really hmm. angry. Um, show me yourself in this place. Like, what are you doing? Um, that would be another thing that I would say, because I think that God can actually help, help us, um, in our places of anger or disappointment or sadness Mm -hmm. or grief. He can walk with us, but that's an invitation, right? Right. Um, and so inviting him to interpret that and show us himself, I would also say recall testimony. That's a huge, Mm -hmm. huge key to not getting bitter. Yes. Cause that's so easy. Like hmm. I've been there where it's like, you just feel so bitter towards people or 
God or even your own situation, you're just like, ugh, I can't do yeah. this anymore. Um, yeah, your history with God. Yeah, like go yeah. back to those wells that you've dug and those altars that you've built with the Lord and mm-hmm. remind yourself of who he's been to you because he hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. And so being able to say, even if it's something really small, like even if it's, you know, God, remember that one time that I was living paycheck to paycheck and I wasn't sure if I could afford gas Mm -hmm. and I could like, thank you for your faithfulness and provision for me in that place. Even those little things, they might feel trivial in comparison to what you're going through. Um, but I think it's powerful to say, here's who you are, here's Mm -hmm. who you've been and here's who you're going to continue to be. Um, in my life. Yeah. And I see like, I see that a lot in the Psalms with David. I I feel like, um, Mm. that was one of the greatest pieces of advice I was given in the midst of that season was structure your prayers almost like a Psalm and Psalms starts sometimes really dark. Like God, where are you? (laughs) My enemies are trying to kill me. Can you kill them? Like there's just some really (laughs) raw, honest emotion coming out of disappointment. Yeah. But the, the writers of Psalms would always end with, but remember that you did this, or I remember when you were with me here. There's always like this kind of um, point where it was a confession of the truth of who God was in the midst of what mm. was going on. And I think that's a huge key for staying on track. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Inviting God to reveal himself and bringing the fullness of everything that you're feeling. Mm-hmm to him. Mm-hmm. And that made me think of, um, so Dr. Frank DiMazio made a post this morning about the secret place. And that's what, what it made me think of. And a lot mm-hmm. of times I think in my walk, that's come up in, in the secret place. Um, and I'm just curious if you would be open to sharing any, like, yeah, any battles you recall winning in that secret place with, with with God and, you know, no, no need to share like any kind of, but mm-hmm. I, yeah, I just think that's such an important part of, of a season when you're dealing with disappointment. Like yeah. what do you do in a secret place Right. and how do you navigate that with God? And you, yeah. So in addition to, you know, asking God to reveal himself, mm-hmm. yeah. How else would you suggest navigating a secret place with God hmm. or even in building an altar with God? Right. That's interesting. Um, hmm. I would say um, a victory that I had with God in that season um, that has kind of just overflowed as a practice in my life has Mm -hmm. been being real with God and going, okay, here's what I believe about you right now. Mm -hmm. Or here's what I even believe about myself. That was a huge um, attack for me in that season was like an attack on my identity. Yeah. Cause my sister was diagnosed with cancer when I was 11 Hmm. and then she passed away when I was 14. So like kind of those formative years when you're trying to figure out like, who am I as an individual? Um, what are the things that I'm into? All of that kind of in a way felt attacked cause I just felt like, you know, I'm not getting this chance to like Mm -hmm. figure out these things. I'm just trying to survive every day. Um, but a lot of the experiences that I was having in the midst of these seasons, I was starting to believe a lot of lies about who I was. Mm-hmm. And, um, a great victory that I had in the secret place was just giving that to God and going, um, like one of them was just, I didn't believe that I was worthy of being loved. Like that was just a huge thing wow. for me for a very long time. 
Um, and I felt like the Holy Spirit had asked me to write out that I was worthy of being loved and just have that posted somewhere in my room mm. and read it out every day. Yeah. Um, and then some That's other amazing. wisdom I'd been given was just find the truth of who God um, says that we are as his children in the word and mm-hmm. then just declare that over yourself. Yeah. Um, so like taking, taking um, who you are into the secret place and then allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to you and reform even the lies that you believe about yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a huge victory that I had in the midst yeah. of that season was just, I really didn't want to come out of disappointment and um, just a traumatic season. I didn't want to come out of that like the person that always, like it's the first thing they ever talk about. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. where yeah, you can yeah. just kind of mm-hmm. tell, wow, they've been through some things. And mm-hmm. we all kind of give allowance to that in a way that's very understandable to our humanity. Mm-hmm. But I just had this drive within me that I was like, I do not want to be that person. I just, I wanted to be like, I wanted to be victorious over yeah. the things that were attacking uh, my identity or my belief about who God is. Um, but yeah. I, yeah. So the, that was just a huge victory I had of like. No, and that's, that's yeah. such an like in important testimony that you shared there and some because sometimes it is like holy spirit asks you to do something really practical yes and that's what kind of breaks things off yes and so thank you for sharing that yeah it's really important um yeah (laughs) (laughs) and on the other side of you know our secret place with god is also our our not public but our our communal walk with Mm -hmm other followers of Jesus. And so, um, I'm wondering if you can speak to a bit of how to find those people you mentioned earlier that, um, are healthy to come alongside you in navigating a season of disappointment and loss. How do you find those people? Hmm. Um, I would say it's almost kind of like looking for a mentor, Mm. look for somebody that you admire, uh, their life, And I also think it's important to find, um, people to walk with you that are like well balanced, if that Mm, makes sense. Cause some people are very strong in like a certain area and then their character might be incredibly weak in another, Mm. but that, and and, sorry, inevitably ends up spilling over into the council or the, um, encouragement that they have. Mm -hmm. So I would say, look for somebody who you admire them like you'd admire a mentor, like they have amazing character. They are in the word. They're in God's presence. They're, um, they're praying, find people that pray for you. Mm -hmm. Um, and not just like those like classic little texts, like praying for you, like (laughs) praying for the number you (laughs) praying for you, sending you you a hug in my mind. (laughs) Um, <laughs> but like people that'll actually pray for you and mm-hmm. be like, what, what do you feel like you're struggling with right now? Like what, yeah. what is, um, something that I could just be taking into even my own prayer time for you and really like warring with, with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say like, look for that. That's a Friends huge component with you. Friends yeah. who pray and yeah. don't just pray like, God, just make it easier. Like, no, no, no. Like, Get like real. be with yeah. them and yeah. like, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I would also say, um, it's important to find people that have victory 
in that area in a way. Like it doesn't need to be the same disappointment that they've navigated, but that you can look at their life and know that they've navigated disappointments Mm. well. Because inevitably, if you surround yourself with people who don't have victory and disappointment, Mm. they're going to counsel you to do the same thing. Right. And, you know, like Proverbs tells us that who we walk with, we become them. So if you walk with a fool, you become a fool. If you walk with the wise, you become wise. Right. And so finding people who have exercised and operated in wisdom in the Mm. midst of disappointment so that they can say they have authority to tell you that's Mm -hmm. a huge thing. They have authority Authority, to tell you, um, listen, I've been where you are and I might not know exactly where you are, but don't give up. And Mm -hmm. that holds a different weight when somebody has had the opportunity and they haven't taken it. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So that's a huge, huge, huge thing. So look for, look for prayerful friends, look for wise friends and look for friends that have authority that comes from victory. Yes. What else should we be looking for in, in godly friendships? That is a great question. Um, I think find friends that make you better. And that, mm. that, um, push you to be more like Jesus. Yeah. Um, find friends. I think a temptation that we can have as humans is we want to find people that celebrate us all the time, mm-hmm. but I think there's actually a really healthy balance in good friendships where you're celebrated for what deserves being celebrated and encouraged. Mm-hmm. Um, but also challenged where you need to grow because iron right. sharpens iron. Right. And mm-hmm. that's painful. Um, but we also know wounds from a friend can be trusted. And so find people that will hold you accountable to even the prophetic words that you've been given, Mm. who you've shared your heart with. And they're, if you're deviating, they'll tell you that Mm -hmm. like, Hey, remember when you said you wanted to be this, Mm -hmm. why are you giving up? I'm not going to let you do that. That's huge. But if you surround yourself with people that are just like, yay, whatever you want to do, you're awesome. Um, <laughs> where there's a value and encouragement. Like I'm not saying find friends who are just like, you know, <laughs> slapping you left yeah. and right kind of thing, yeah. but just have that balance where it's like, I'm, I'm walking with you. I'm not just, you know, I don't know, letting mm-hmm. you be whatever the season requires of you. I'm calling, like I'm with you to challenge you and where God is calling you. Yeah. If that makes sense. hundred percent. I think that's a huge element yeah. of friendship. That's important. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any testimonies of friends like that, that have really deeply shaped you in, in your story? Big time, yeah. big time. I have an amazing group of friends, um, that I'm so, so, so thankful for. Um, and that's just a big testimony for me in my life in general. Yeah. Um, cause there's a very long season of my life where I really didn't have any friends, which sounds oh. so depressing. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, but not in that. the way that like my heart was desiring. Um, and so, yeah, I remember, yeah, like just to get a little back into the, yeah, yeah, yeah. into my story a little yes. bit. Um, so, you know, obviously when my sister was diagnosed with cancer at 11, that's like out of depth for most, if not including my, like everyone, it's just like, what do we do? This is not normal. This is not whatever. 
And so this is not it. This is not it. It's just not what we want right now. Um, and so, you know, I think I really wanted and craved friends that would walk with me through that season, mm-hmm. but I was 11. And so right. <laughs> to ask an 11 year old to have like the depth of an 80 year old woman who's been through like hell and back is just maybe a bit too much to ask. Yeah. Um, but I, there's a really long season of my life where, you know, my sister being sick and then passing away, then that also becomes like a bit of an elephant in the room where it's like, do we address it? Do we not address it? But because it was so central to what people knew about me and what was going on in my life, um, Mm. I felt very like passed over Mm. in a lot of different, like at school. Um, yeah, just everywhere you can imagine it just kind of felt like there's this massive thing going on in my life that I am not talking about. Mm. And so, um, I remember praying a lot through those years of like, God, please send me friends that can walk with me through this friends that encourage me and challenge me and just like want to be my friend. Mm. Um, and I really feel like that was a huge long season where I felt like God was, um, he was inviting me to rely on him. Hmm. Um, I feel like he really used that to go. You can find your expression of heart in people, but I want you to find it in me. Hmm. And that was a tough lesson to learn. Cause I just wanted to. Yeah. You're loving. Blow. Yeah. 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 It's hard. And so, um, I feel like there's a, there's a strength there that was added through that season, but Mm. just continuing to pray and believe like there are people out there and I'm sowing and I'm sowing and I'm sowing. So I know what's coming is going to be amazing, but it just, there's that disappointment, right? Where Mm -hmm. it's like, will it, is it, (laughs) this is really not fun. Um, but now I'm living in this fruitful place where it's like, this is what you had for me, Lord. Like this is what I was fighting for Mm -hmm. in prayer and also just in I mean, this kind of sounds savage, but just not making friends with anybody who would be my friend. I wanted a specific kind of friend. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I'm living in a great place now in testimony where it's like, I have really godly, amazing friends who push me to be a better person, um, encourage me where, um, I need it or where they're seeing things in my life where it's like, wow, I didn't even know I needed encouragement there, but I just feel like fueled for, for the, for the journey. Um, Yeah. So huge testimony for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so being, yeah, being selective with friends, but also, you know, and it's important to hear your story from after, you know, mm-hmm. after the, the victory and, um, and after witnessing God answer those prayers, because, you know, for so many of us, we can still be in that place of like still waiting and stuff. Right. So, right. you know, and, and. Again, thanks for sharing your testimony because honestly, like, I think that is, that is a huge, like you mentioned, piece that we have to continue to not just like remind ourselves of our own testimonies, but to keep hearing other people's right. testimonies. Totally. Um, because that's what in, in the space of waiting in the in-between, like that is so huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one, one more question I wanted to, to ask you and kind of to hear your story mm-hmm. of, and you know a bit about your testimony as well in this area is, um, 
with with dating and relationships. So you're married to um, the incredible, yes, such like famous <laughs> Mr. Vacay Netflix show, and also just an incredible guy, Levi. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and my buddy, he's giving me a thumbs up. Uh, and yeah, just. I want to hear a bit more about, yeah, your story with Levi, if you're okay with sharing. And yeah, yeah like, uh, you know, if you ever had a place where before you met Levi, you were, you know, I don't know if you were anxious at all or yeah. And, and, you know, the testimony of God providing mm-hmm. an incredible guy, an incredible and, guy. And you're an incredible, like for, for the both of you guys. <laughs> yeah. I am very blessed. Um, Levi's a great husband, great man all around sweetie um (laughs) (laughs) that should be his instagram bio all around sweetie um yeah so i would say i definitely struggled with being anxious about like who's gonna come into my life um who is gonna want to like help me sort through all the crazy things <laughs> that have happened. <laughs> that was like a deep fear a little bit of like, is there too much baggage in my life? Like, is this not worth carrying together? Um, that was definitely a fear I had, but I just kept praying. Like, you know, obviously by baggage, I just mean that, you know, not that I was carrying my season in this, like, I'm not dealing with this way, but in a, this has happened. So yeah. there'll be things that obviously come out of that, that I need to, walk through and talk about and whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I just kept trying to bring that to the Lord and just go like, you know, um, but I think that also kind of touched on that fear that I had on like, um, not being worthy of being loved. And that was a big part of it of just like, is this lovable about me? Because it, Mm. I didn't like that part of myself for a very long time. Um, and, so there was definitely the, that place that I had to keep bringing to God being like, Lord, please. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So anyways, Levi came into my life through the internship we yeah. met at the internship and internship is great. If you That's right. want to dedicate a season of your life to the Lord, you'll never regret it. Yeah. Um, school can wait. Traveling can wait. Money God, yeah. can wait. Yeah. Um, you have your whole life yeah. ahead of you. And to set that foundation, set, um, yeah, it's so important. Spiritually, relationally, community, wisdom, like just such an important foundation. Yes. Yeah. A hundred percent. And so, um, yeah, we met at the internship and we just developed a really great, um, friendship and just learned to like grow in friendship where, you know, obviously with the the internship, there's this no dating policy. And we were very faithful to that. I honestly had no idea he was interested in me. I was just like, he's a great guy. I like him, but I don't know if he likes me. Um, yeah, but we just had a really great foundation of friendship. I also got to watch him through the internship. Um, just grow in his heart for the Lord, grow in wisdom. Um, just see him serve with like a passion and a joy. I, I really mm. admire how Levi talks to people. Like if you've ever talked to yes. Levi, he is not thinking about Kindest, anything else. Yeah. He is fully mm-hmm. 100% into what you're saying and he cares yes. so deeply. Yeah. And these are all things I got to watch and observe like five times a week, which is mm. amazing. 
Um, but yeah, so we started dating after the internship. Surprise, he was interested in me. So <laughs> that's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and Levi's been a huge place of like redemption in my mm-hmm. life. Levi was actually the first person to ever ask me what it was like to lose my sister. Hmm. And that was huge for me. Um, so Levi's just been like the bestest friend that I could ever have. Um, he's been like so patient and loving in all of the places where like I'm working out parts of my story. Um, yeah, he's just been amazing in that. And I think, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, just as like a testimony to the young adults, like wait for somebody who makes you better. Come on. Wait yeah. for somebody who loves the Lord more than they'll ever love you because mm-hmm. that's so important. Right. Um, wait for somebody who wants to be in the church, not because they're forced to go or out of practice, but they right. have a hunger for the presence of God and a hunger for community mm. and watching those things grow in Levi and being yes. able to love those things about him before um, we ever dated. Um, right. That's such a testimony of like, yeah, like and what you pray for and look yeah. for, like God will bring that your way if you keep sowing into that mm-hmm. yourself as well. And I think that's such an important, there's an important lesson there too, specifically with the, with the watching, mm-hmm. import, the importance of looking, yes. taking the time to observe and not just, absolutely, you know, not just making assumptions or jumping into something totally. like taking the time to observe, you know, the person that you're interested in totally. or, you know, that's huge. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Thanks for sharing that. That's huge. Um, so to kind of bring this back to uh, our, the first thing that we opened and mm. talked about, uh, the Sarah Tapley Foundation, we are doing a walkathon this yeah, upcoming Sunday. We are. Yeah. So tell tell <laughs> us a bit about what the walkathon is and if we're interested in getting plugged in, how can we do that? Okay. Um, so the walkathon is a walkathon. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Not a marathon. Not a marathon. Not a we triathlon. Are, we are walking for all of you who are like me and are like, well. I want to run. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, yes. So we have a 2K and a 5K available. Um, this is at Lake Mount Worship Center. We're doing the walkathon. Yeah. We have a barbecue. We have a yeah. candy bar. So um, Candy bar. Yes, nice. we have a candy bar. Isn't that cool? Yeah. So if you bring like some cash or even debit, I think we'll have some terminals on the day, but you can nice. donate to eat lunch. Um, yeah. You can donate by purchasing some stuff at the candy bar, um, wearing some yellow. That was Sarah's favorite color. Yeah. Um, it's like our color for the foundation. And That's if great. you would like to participate in the walkathon, um, you can sign up for an account on mm-hmm. um on go method that we have we have like the link on our instagram right now mm-hmm. um so when you sign up for the account you can share it's called the your trip page on your account right so you share that with your family and friends and then they sponsor you to go on the walk like just a classic like how you would um go on a marathon or whatever you're getting nice. sponsorships for that awesome so yeah that's how you could get plugged in to be a part of that so good yeah yeah and any needs for serving who do we who do we talk to who do we 
do we email you or you can email me nice. info at saratapleyfoundation.com yeah um you can chat with yourself lewis <laughs> yeah, lewis is heading up the barbecue team <laughs> so <know>. dm me <laughs> if you can grill a mean burger call yeah. lewis <laughs> yes yes please <laughs> yeah please i call. do not know how to grill a burger i'm just trying to find all the right people to do it <laughs> yeah me either i don't even own a barbecue so oh really yeah oven oven bar or oven burgers they're it's the only way to go. Joey's anyway, Joey's burgers are the Unreal. oven burgers are anyway, sorry. We're we're getting distracted. A burger but, side trail. Yeah, yeah we're we're hitting lunchtime <laughs> where burgers are, are yeah. taking us. <laughs> anyway, awesome. Thanks so much, Abby. Um, it's gonna be an amazing Sunday, guys. Uh make sure it, this is happening after second service. Yes. Right? Okay. Yes. Everything's starting around one fifteen. Perfect. Yeah. So make sure you guys are there. It's gonna be fun. If you wanna get involved, um, let me know or let Abby know. Um, and also, yeah, if you wanna get some sponsor sponsorships. Yes. That'll also be amazing. But yeah, guys, we will see you again next Monday night. And yeah, thank you so much for being here, Abby. Thanks your story for is powerful. Me, um, your testimony is powerful. And so thanks for your wisdom too. It's going to be so good. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for having me and giving me the space to share my testimony. It's huge. I yeah. hope it encourages at least yes, one, one soul out there. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks everybody. We will see you next week. <laughs> I like, we got to keep that. Thanks for listening to the Lake Mount Young Adults Podcast. For more information, please visit us at lakemount.ca or follow us on Instagram at lakemountya. Have an amazing week and we hope to see you soon.